Max Gorlin, Melbourne Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club. Trent Cochin from the Richmond Footy Club. Scott Benderbury from the Collingwood Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Patrick Cooch from the Carlton Footy Club. It's Rory Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows. This is Tom Mitchell from the Hawthorne Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Oh, you know it's the start of a brand new year when we get into the 50 most relevant. Hello, friends. It's MJ from the Coaches Panel. And we are back counting you down through who we believe are the most relevant players for Supercoach Dream Team and AFL Fantasy for the 2022 preseason. We'll talk about the 50 most relevant and the concept in just a second, if you're new to it. But joining me on this episode, as you'll hear from him a fair bit throughout the preseason, I've got Kane. Hello, mate. Happy New Year. Nice to see you. Likewise, MJ. Yeah, super exciting. I feel like this is when things just always pick up a gear. We've got prices now. We've got positions. We've got all the information we really need to start yep. putting our team you know, pretty much together. Um, obviously, the preseason is those final touches and we get that rookie news. But um, at this point of the season, what I love about the 50 is you start throwing ideas around and you know combinations spit off that. Yeah. And, um, we can just track those little things as we move through the preseason. Do we want to hear about role? Do we need to get an update on an injured player? So um, when you get into this time of year, again, it just it just feels like footy's really, really close all of a sudden. Yeah, it's not that far away. A little bit over eight weeks um, until we hit really the final days before the preseason commences. So you're right, it does get underway. If you're new to the coaches panel or you're new to the 50 most relevant, the way it works is simply this. It's not just a mix and match of random player names thrown out there for you to consider. Rather, it's ranking and rating players who I believe are the most relevant players. We take in things like a player's position. We take in their ability and their frequency of scoring. We take in the value price point. We take in their fixture. We take in the positional skill scarcity potentially we put all of the formats into the melting pot too so it's not just one format only it's super coach dream team and afl fantasy so you will see players that if you only play one of the formats and go oh too high too low it's again it's about making it for really the super fans of fantasy footy which really are the coaches panel fanatics going okay this is who i believe and it's and it's about starting the conversation that's what the preseason really should be all about is opening your minds to the possibility of what might happen what are the variables that could happen throughout the preseason and right throughout the 2022 season at large but let's kick it off you've seen it by the title already number 50 to kick it off is Riley O'Brien, the Adelaide Crows Ruckman. He's 26 years of age, and last year was a down season based on what he has historically delivered for us, but there were some, still some really nice scores for us. Last year, his top score in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team was a 135 against North Melbourne, while it was a 147 against the Tigers in Supercoach. Neither of those, though, are career-high scores. They came back in 2019 against the Tigers when, to be fair, they really didn't have a Ruckman in that game, so to speak, but he still delivered a 146 in Dream Team and Fantasy, and a 181 in Supercoach last year. An 86 average is what he delivered in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team and a 95 in Supercoach. In that format, he's going to set you back just over 520,000 this year in Supercoach, 723,000 in AFL Fantasy and 735,000 in DT. 
And it was a really interesting year, Kane, when you look into the depth and the details and how Rob went about building his year. He was a popular player to start the year. There were many that were hot on him being the next R2 and probably rivaling potentially even Brody Grundy, some might have thought, in the preseason as the number one ruck. But if you started Rob or you traded into Rob at various points in the season, you probably found yourself a little bit frustrated with how the season went down. Yeah, I think especially off the off the bar that he established MD, because when you think about a guy like Rob, this is a guy that, you know, you go back to 2019, we had him as a rookie. We had him as a guy on our bench who ended up becoming not only a great cash cow, but a genuine player that you wanted on this at the end of the season on your field. Yeah. And who was who was matching the big boys so much so that people were trading out the big boys mm. playing Rob and getting another premium on in another line. That was sort of uh, how he burst onto the scene. So when you're going at a 95 in that first season, yeah. you then jump up to an adjusted 108 of the COVID scoring. Um, and he showed that ceiling. And we always talk about score build. He had a really well-rounded, like he was almost a 20 touch, five mark, five tackle kind of guy with yeah. 35 plus hit outs um, in a shortened format. You know, that's pretty impressive stuff. So expectations were high. I think people thought he could jump up 110 plus. Yep. We know there wasn't going to be any ruck sharing. That wasn't a thing that Adelaide Brinson. So there was all these signs that everyone thought, like, he feels almost safer. You know, there wasn't a Luke yeah. Jackson. There wasn't, um, you know, a Cameron. There wasn't a Cox. All these sort of things that maybe people were anxious about with Grundy and Gorn. And people thought, this is the guy, this is the next guy I want to get on. Uh, and unfortunately, straight out of the gates, you had a decision to make, didn't you, MD? When you start the season um, with basically 100 points combined across the first two games. Yeah. Especially in these salary cap formats that are, you know, the price movement is after your third. Um, it had a lot of people in a bit of a bind about what, what they do. And, um, you know, in the short term after that, he did produce a next good month yep. and show some signs. But um, then there was a dip straight after that. So... It was a season of ups and downs. We've known um, since that there was a back injury that was was limiting, was restricting him, and we know that um, you know Adelaide weren't a side that was challenging for the eight, so there wasn't um, maybe some of that freedom that you know some of those other bigger rucks get in terms of um, you know chasing the ball and things like that. It's very, very much uh, you know it's hard when you're in a bottom side, really, isn't it? It's always going to be one of those ones you've got to. As well as he did it in 2020, it does get harder to repeat and produce those big scores. So um, to get him at 86, though, in DT and get him at 95, there's scope there, MJ. There's There's proven scope that he can go, you know, anywhere upwards of 10 to 20 points above what he's priced. And I think the thing with Rob is where are we at with the other rocks? If you look at Gorn, that's probably the simplest one you can make the case. We all saw the grand final. We all saw what Luke Jackson did. Yep. This is a guy that's entering his third season. You barely even see Rucks taking the field, let alone having an impact. Yeah. Um, and turning a grand final. So we have to believe that that's something that's going to keep going up. That Ruck share between Gorn and Jackson and at Gorn's age and at the price you're paying, are you really going to get anything more than what you paid for? You know, just yeah. does he regress down to a, 100 in DT, 110. And when that comes down, all of a sudden, you think, well, Rob can get pretty close to that. And he's 20 points you know, cheaper. cheaper in price. And again, you look at a Grundy, 
And look at his last three seasons and dates. 122 in 19, 114 adjusted in 20, and then a 106. Yeah. So if you like, if you like trends, it's not looking particularly nice for Grundy. Again, now you know there's some things built in there. There was an injury, there's a few other things. But if you just look at it from a numbers point of view, again, then you go the darling and Sean Darcy last year. Yeah. As good as his season was, and there were some injuries in there as well, not so much missing game. In game. game once yeah. came in, but there was, but that was only a 94. And people yeah. are ranting and raving about how good he was in the DT format. Now we know Supercoach, he was he was a beast. Incredible. Yeah. He was a beast. But in, in DT, and that's really the crew. That's really the crew he's up against. It's like, not a scary crew, is it? No. And we'll talk about those options in a sec, because you put up what he did in this quote unquote down year, and it is a down year. It's not horrific under that premise of what do you believe is going to happen in this ruck division in 2022? Uh, Last year, he delivered five AFL fantasy tons and dream team tons in 2021, which included a 135, a 129 and a 111. Additionally, a a further five scores, 80 to 97. Um, So look, if 50% of your scores are 90 plus in a bad year in dream team and fantasy, look, that's a positive sign because if you... I don't ever like removing games and we're not talking about removing games, but if you look at the first 10 games of the year, it was a putrid average of 77.8. However, in the final 10 games, he averaged in dream team and fantasy. We'll talk about super coach in a second. He, he averaged 94 and had only two scores below 87 in this stretch. Um, so even without making too much manipulation, there's that 10 points of value just in that season alone right there in Supercoach. He averaged 96 in this poor year, but still nine tons, including four 133 or higher, um, an additional three scores between 90 and 99. And, and like in the AFL Fantasy, you look at the year in that 10-round splits. First 10, he averaged 85. But over the final 10, he averaged 105. And he actually outperformed Brody Grundy in Supercoach over that final 10-game stretch. Yes, there's a Brody Grundy injury-affected game in there, but still, that's what happened through that final stretch of games. And then you alluded to that really impressive 2019 and 2020 seasons uh, where he was the best cash cow in the back half of 2019, while in 2020, in AFL Fantasy, um, he ranked 10th for total points and 17th for averages for the year. Um, while in Supercoach, he was the 20th best ranked performer across the season for averages and total points. So he's just 12 months removed from being a top 20 player. And now, as you've so really well put, we've got some value. And it's not just the value in a line that we've got question marks. It's also in a line that provides us opportunities because what we do have, Kane, and I'm keen on your take on this, is depending on the format you play, we've got some really expensive top-tier mids. Like you've got you've got the trinity of midfielders in McRae, Steele, and um, Miller. You could probably even throw Mitchell if you really wanted to, who had a stunning back end of the year. And then you've got these incredible forwards that Champion Data have gifted us in Mitch Duncan, Tim Taranto, probably more relevant in Dream Team and AFL Fantasy, but definitely super coach relevant too. You've got a Josh Dunkley that's going to divide people. You've got a value of Canelio. 
all of a sudden you can find yourself spending big, big dollars in these other lines. And the value of Rob, the positional question marks of scoring, you put those together. And now all of a sudden, Rob looks like a candidate to go, you know what? I will start with you, Riley O'Brien. Yeah, well, again, he, he could easily get close enough, MJ. I think that's almost the term I think of for O'Brien is in his yeah. past, you know, 95 hasn't been enough. You know, you're leaking anywhere between 15 and 25 points to that one-two combo of Thorne and Grundy. Like, that's, yeah. that's too much, you know, even yeah. across the first half of the season. You know, you're down 150, 250 points. But as I said, if that bar comes down, and it might come down just because of the way the game is played. Like, yeah, we did true. see it especially early in the season, how hard was it for Rucks to score? Incredible. It wasn't... Now, we know that, you know, when he starts out in the summer months, the weather's usually better, the ball movement's a bit quicker. Yep. And then you get fast forward to the winter. Everyone's tired. <laughs> everyone's banged up. You've played 16 games. Um, the game does slow down. There is more yeah. stoppage. So it's no surprise that often the Rucks do build into the back half of the season. Um but as I said, if the bar is coming down, if the bar is, um, you know, 100 is where these top two are and he's getting 95. Yeah. And you look at the prices those guys are currently at. You probably are, it's probably a better spend. You know, now we're talking five points. That's 100. That's only a 100 point difference. You know, does that allow you to get that extra 150 that you yeah. make up that 100 with having in another a line. better mid-price than another rookie, you know, a better premium than a mid-price. So all that sort of stuff that you know, flies off all these things. It's never just a one-for-one one, no. uh, combination. And again, you don't have the durability issues of a Darcy. No. You don't have the competition and sharing issues of a Gorn. No. You don't have the new coach issues for what Grundy. could be for Grundy. Yeah. So when you start thinking about what feels safe, you start thinking, well, this guy has the most knowns mm. of anyone. He's got the same coach. Yep. Uh, he's played under him for two years. Yep. He's had a career best year, albeit he's only played at the level for a short period of time, but he's shown that the best is very much good enough. Yeah, it's in the ballpark. It's, you know, 108 is, if you're doing that, you're really, really in the mix. Um, and again, we've got a reason that there was a back injury. Mm-hmm. That was in the season, and as you as you spoke about, in the back half, we got back to the ninety five. We got back to that sort of average. So you go, okay, did he just have to work through that? Did he need a, the buy? Did they need to get some training into it? Like it's trending the right way. So w- when I think about this this guy, and, it, and maybe his his place is best served in AFL fantasy. Yeah, probably. You know, where, where you know, hundred k here, fifty k there all of a sudden can make a big difference. And when yep. you can really target, you know, stretch it, maybe you say, I want, just want to see Grundy in that McRae system. I just want to see Gorn and Jackson, how that split works out. And at their price, they're not really going to burn you. Maybe they're 10, 10 points over their sure. price. Um, but again, you're probably getting the same 10 points with, with Rob. Um, so I think that's where his, his home is. Obviously, um, he's got pressure in terms of selection on our sides by the guys cheaper because yeah. we've got a lot of stuff and a lot of options cheaper. We've got Bruce, we've got Lynch. If he was to win that Hawthorne job and they would yeah. say, McAvoy, you go down back, you know, like 
there's a path for a few of these guys yeah. to be really, really relevant at a really cheap price. Yes. Uh, and, and the preseason will determine that. Um, but that's where I think the squeeze does come in people's minds to rock. If they've got one of Grundy and Gorn, whoever they believe is the best rock, yeah. and they want this basement option, it does get hard to fit him in. But I, I think with all the information we've currently got, close enough. Close enough is what Rob could be. And again, how many times do we get close to the, you know, having to lock in our sides and we go, had a basement rookie and now I need to go up yeah. you know, to that sort of first round draft E range where it's just 50, 60, 70K. Yeah. Just, just to get everything right. I think that's one where people might go, no, you can get close enough. I, I need this. I need this rookie. I need this mid-pricer. Um, so I think he might be a name that as we get closer to the season starting, starts getting some attention because I said he's got the known. He doesn't have the unknowns that these other players have. Yeah, if if he can get near everyone else, and it only has to be for a shortened period of time, doesn't have to be till his buy in round thirteen. It can just be that opening six to eight weeks. Um, if he can get near enough. That's exactly all you need. He'll provide you value. He'll provide you scoring. And then the best case scenario is he delivers enough to hold for the year. The fact he's around 13 by when Darcy, Brundy, and Gorn are all missing in round 14, that provides another scenario for you. If you really like a couple of midfielders um, or forwards and your structure goes, oh man, I'm, I'm going to get burnt in that week. And you go, look, O'Brien helps me enough. And he gets you near enough. Then that's, that's a massive. That's a massive edge. Like it's huge. You think about, and we have it every year. You get to that round fourteen by, and you got dramas. Like it just seems to be the case yeah. every time. You've got stuff that pops up. You know, the player that just had the round thirteen by, they go, you know what? Give him another week to freshen up. Yeah. Like it's often carnage. Often. We get through the round 12 easy, yeah, round 13, round 13 a bit harder, and then 14's the to, have, to not have two rucks, because that's what we've had in previous years. We've had to have those guys. We've had yeah. to have Gorn and Grundy. They're so good. But they put so much pressure on the rest of your team because, especially by that point, it's very rare to have a playing half break yeah. or, or to have a, you know, a, a forward that you can swing in there. So now, all of a sudden, the maximum you can field is 20. Yeah. And, and that's a lot of pressure on your side. So to have this guy that isn't in that buy helpful again you might look at your balance and go well that 100 points i think he might be behind these guys across the course of He'll the season up by then. It, it might be your balance go but i've got another 100 point player in the buys i might have that might have been a zero mm. so um that's a big edge when you think about team building when you've got as you said gone grundy and darcy Plus the guy that's just always reliable and Goldstein on there as well if there was injuries. Yeah. To have a point of difference guy that is in that buy round. And he plays the Gold Coast Suns too. So it's it's not the easiest matchup there, but it's certainly not the most challenging matchup either. So I I think those are the guy up an ACL that MJ could that could be anything. You know, you don't don't know. Yeah, he could be rocking how he's gonna recover from that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you look at the realities of, and this is why I think Riley O'Brien's a, a perfect candidate to, to kick off the 50 most relevant. Cause it's all about what are the possibilities? The possibilities are not unfounded in a, Oh, he might get to it. So no, he's shown even last year, 
He's a 95 ability over a long stretch of time guy in AFL fantasy and dream team and a 105 guy in super coach. This echoes the sentiment of what he's done in 2019 and 2020. So we actually have based on a data trend and split, he is closer to being a 95 dream team and AFL fantasy ruck than he is what he's priced at. He's also closer to being 100, 105 ruck in super coach than what he's actually priced at. As you said, if he can get close enough to the big boys, now, whether that be because of his scoring drastically bumping or the regression of the groups of candidates, you get those combinations combined along with a flexible buy structure that sits and he now provides you some value in this starting line to go and beef up that forward line with the big dogs available beef up and get the best of the best. Cause we'll talk about some of these best options through the year. How much did you find yourself chasing a McRae, chasing an Oliver, chasing a, a Mitchell, chasing a steel during the year and going, I just can never afford these big guys. Well, the best way to afford them is to start with them. He'll give you those. So for me, you put all those ingredients of the pie together and there's a world where Riley O'Brien can be the perfect solution for your starting squad. That's why for me, he's the perfect candidate to kick off the 50 most relevant. Because at worst, he holds and he won't really hurt. At best, man, he can set you up for success for some real aggressive moves during the 2022 season. MJ, we can't get out of here without doing draft either, can we? No, we can't. We never can. And I think this is where... It is super, super fascinating because yeah. um, you know, if you're in a single season, it's obviously a lot, a lot more straightforward. You know, yep. you're really just going to see how many teams do you have. The more teams you've got, um, you know, obviously the greater value the rucks have with how it sort of falls away after that top maybe yep. 10, 12. You know, once you sort of get past that, you know, there's some teams that ruck share so much, but it can be hard to be a scorer. I think back to you know, when, when a name consulto was literally playing 50-50 game time mm. each, hard to be a big scorer. Um, but again, I, I think he's the type of guy that you're drafting with your, with your 95 mids, you're drafting with your um, 85 sort of forwards and backs, that yeah. type of range. Um, I wouldn't be, wouldn't be reaching much more because I think there is a few rough options you can maybe get a bit later that might be good value. Yeah. Um, but I think he's a solid he's a solid guy that will appeal to a lot of people because of safety. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're talking about the 95 guys, now you're probably talking, like, you'll go earlier than this just by the scarcity of the position. But for me, I'd be looking, if we're in a 10-team league, probably around, you know, the 70 mark. You know, you, you've got a lot of, or maybe even 60 mark. You know, you've yeah, got a lot of six round. Yeah. Yeah, just, be, just by the position. It's not, it's not so much a knock on him. It's just that, there is going to be some guys I think that can get into the eighties and I'd rather lock away that, that good mid or that really safe back or forward. Yeah. Um, but he's going to be solid. He's going to be a guy that again, we always he, he say he's not going to win. He, yeah. He, he, he's got more upside to win you the draft than a lot of his contemporaries. You know, you, you think about your, your Nick Nats, your Goldsteins. Um, and he doesn't have the burn of say a Darcy. Yeah. The risk. Uh, burn. Even a Rowan yep. Marshall's. Yep. Of games, failing injuries like plantar fasciitis is something that does often reoccur. So he's got a bit of upside. Yep. Not much downside. So again, for me, he would be my third ruck. 
that's where I'd have him on the board. Yeah. So maybe I was a bit harsh saying eight, but he probably is more in the top 50 just yep. by that position. Um, but again, you know what happens with Rucks. They always seem to be there's a bit of a surge in the third and fourth just by their position. Yeah. Um, but again, I think he's a pretty safe guy and probably the guy that you hope a Darcy goes ahead of and it sort of falls in your lap would be would be really, really nice. Yeah. Look at what about you? Yeah, it's going to be so interesting to see how people structure that out. Do they go all in on the Darcy hype of what he delivered last year? And in Supercoach, I'd certainly pick Darcy um, ahead of Riley O'Brien. Grundy's going to be the first ruck off the board across the formats. Gorn will still go early. I don't think he's going to... We might see a little bit of regression again, but still, he's going to be right in the mix. Imagine a forward status. That's something you've got to brace for in an ultimate footy and an AFL fantasy. If... For any reason, there is enough of a split. A split, like now we know the value of that. He, even if he drops to a, a ninety with that yeah. full status, he's he's super dangerous. So yeah, um, you know, Rob, that's not going to happen to Rob. So no, I think it it's still the name. It's still gone. He's still one of the best players in the comp. Even you know, they'll they'll be the first two rucks off the board, won't they? They, yeah. they? We just know they will be, and there's no Sorry, problem with that. Yeah. Marshall will go early. Um, so will Darcy. And then O'Brien, depending on the format you play, will will either be third, fourth, or fifth in that mix. Yeah. He, he's a top five ruck across the formats for me. I know Nick Nat might bump up into super coach scoring formats a little bit higher, but he, he'll be among the first handful of rucks off the board. And uh, I suspect Grundy is a first round pick again this year in many, many leagues. Gorn won't be far off that. And then it's all about, the ruck run it's all then about the structure and then how do people react to when ruck three ruck four go off the board where is in a keeper league i still think grundy's the number one ruck to own in a keeper league then for some gorn will go early because they want the now others will go no i'll go marshall or darcy because of they've got a felt greater upside but again o'brien is a top five ruck um and and a top 50 pick um, in a brand new keeper league for me. Um, he, he's got all the abilities. Yeah, he's definitely more valuable in the keeper yeah. format just because, again, you can play your Stanleys and your Kikis and it's just sort of a single season. Yep, fine, yep. fix it up. Um, but again, to not have the headache, just again, you got to think 26 isn't... Like, you look at some of the stats of a, what Gorn's doing and he's 30. Yeah, Gorn picked up at 25 is when Gorn really yeah, popped, so- yeah. We have to think of it, you know, usually mids, it's 27. You start to tail off your best. Yeah. Rucks, rucks it is often 30. And yeah. especially when you think about O'Brien, while he was playing at the lower level for a little bit of time, um, he hasn't had that grueling AFL schedule with a lot of travel baked in. He's only, only in his third full-time. He's only played three full seasons. So 26 isn't old. You know, that probably no. is more your 23 for a mid equivalent. Yeah, um, you should have four or five. He's hitting his prime now. I agree. Yeah, exactly. exactly. He's a ripping option, as we said, right throughout. Regardless of the format you play, uh, Rob is a candidate to seriously consider. And how the preseason unfolds, both for him and the other rucks around us, will really inform what we should do with him in 2022. But do you agree or do you disagree with us? The good news is uh, you can get involved with us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can have your comments and have have your say about what you think about Riley O'Brien. And you can also jump on board and get this podcast 
24 hours early by becoming a Patreon supporter of the Coaches Panel. For just a couple of bucks a month, you can get access to exclusive content, articles, podcasts, um, extra and additional community groups that are not open to the public, but Patreons get it. And uh, there are certain tiers that get these podcasts 24 hours early so as you're sitting there back on january 1 right now it is new year's day and you're regretting all your bad life choices of yesterday no i'm just joking of course you weren't doing that uh, our 50 most relevant patreons they're already at 49 someone's already a day ahead of you so jump on board all the links for that are at coachespanel.tv it's where you can read my article on riley o'brien as well what a ripping player to kick off the 50 most relevant i hope you've enjoyed it kane you've been a superstar as always my friend thank you mj uh, and that is us done. We will be back with you in 24 hours as we get into the number 49 player of the 50 most relevant. Should we, do we need to do clues, Kane? Should we, should I go back I to doing clues? Like, yeah, I can people like the clues. Okay. You have one? I, I can do one. Yeah, go. He was one of the most relevant and highest performing players in his line in 2021. But I suspect yeah. his ownership will absolutely plummet but his scoring is not three percent his his scoring is not going anywhere but his ownership is only going down that's good news for those that want to jump on this player who is he our patreons already know but you unless you jump on that patreon group won't find out till tomorrow